In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you, courtesy of Immaculata Productions, I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like what I'm doing here, if you like the work of my colleagues, uh, would you please, please, whatever else you do, hit the subscribe button. That's a way more important to us than you might think. If you have a few quid to spare, I, I swear to you it won't be wasted. I know it won't be wasted. We're perpetually on the edge here. So you just chuck us something, okay? A bit of a life belt. They all kiss a life. And, and uh, please keep the comments coming. Above all, will you say a prayer for us? Now, you can do that for goodness sake. You can say a little prayer for us, okay? <sighs> Synodality. Matters synodal. Reproductive health. Ha! Let's bring it on. This is the battleground. This is the plain of Armageddon. This is the place where brave men fear to go and indeed angels do not tread. The area of reproductive health. Allow me to wade in with the delicacy of the proverbial elephant in a china shop. Because we have the answer to reproductive health. Eh? It's called like marriage. Eh? There's reproductive health. Or stay chaste. Reproductive health. Because, and here's the thing. We propose a different anthropology, which is not the anthropology that studies man simply as some sort of a beast in a field, which is something in itself. It's not an evil. It's a good. We regard human beings as the greatest, the most magnificent, the most brilliant, the summit of all creation, the Lord and steward of all creation. You listen to this? Not as some little inhabitant comparatively privileged on a food chain in an ecosystem. We are the anointed of God and we will not be messed with. You don't think that's relevant to reproductive health? I'm old. Give me time. I'll get there. You cannot study humanity, as far as we're concerned, outside of its divine election. You cannot study humanity outside of God's plan for its salvation, which included the specification of the Jews and the ultimate specification of one Jew broadening out to the salvation of all human peoples. We are the white-haired boys, as it were. We are the apple of our father's eye. That is humanity. Not the wasteful, irresponsible and ultimately pathetic and pointless um, affliction on the face of an otherwise verdant and happy planet 
that is depicted by some people who have found an alternative religion in dismissing religion, who have given in to scientism rather than science. Our anthropology is a humanity seen in silhouette, as it were, through the eye of God. The reproduction of that species, the reproductive health of these men, women, gods adopted into the Trinity in Jesus Christ is a matter worth fighting for. It is a matter of absolutely crucial significance and it is of no surprise whatever that all the powers of evil seem to be concentrated at it. Sexuality is the very gateway into life. Any religion worth a curse would set up a stall by that gate. A great religion will build a fortress and charge a toll. And we are the greatest and the only totally true faith. And we've been here a long time. These gates are worth holding. We don't hold them to keep people out. We leave that to the liberals. We hold them to let people in. As a character in one of Hugh Leonard's plays commented, in a public house toilet, incoming traffic has right of way. Reproductive health is inconceivable to us without the concept of the divine election of humanity and its eternal purpose. These are eternal souls. And if you find that a load of superstitious nonsense, then fair enough. Then we're enemies. You may despise us, my friend, but I can assure you that when you've finished with us, you learn like many's the one before you for the last 2,000 years that you've met an enemy worthy of your metal. We won't keep backing forever like we've been doing for the last few decades. I can assure you of that. Even we are capable of actually realising our vocation eventually. You talk about reproductive health you are talking about the gateway of, of, of divinized beings into existence. To us, this is absolutely crucial. And everything connects into it. A child growing up has to be taught about reproductive health as part of being talk, taught about their eternal health. Their health that goes beyond the grave, that silences all the discussions and makes irrelevant on a personal and existential plane all the politics and discussions of this world. None of them able to help it. None of them able to save it. All of them equally pathetic and futile at the end.
we tell you that you will live forever. The son of an aristocrat must have an upbringing which is proper to a gentleman. We propose to give the young an upbringing which is proper to an heir to the kingdom. An education full of hope and truth and beauty. An education which teaches them that an eternal price has been settled on them and on everyone else around them. You will never have equality of outcomes in this life. It's impossible. Terrible things will happen if you try to do it. That is the experience of history paid for in blood. I need hardly point to Russia and China to make that clear. You can go right back to the French Revolution. But you have equality of outcomes in heaven. God will give full justice. Self-actualization will yield to self to self-transcendence. You are going to live forever. Why would you not want others to share your good fortune? Why are you so lousy? Why are you so mean? Why are you so parsimonious when you have so much? Heaven has no borders, no limits. And you want to hog it? Reproductive health for a Catholic is about letting as many in as possible and, yes, feeding them, clothing them, giving them health care, taking care of them. Giving them a chance to live meaningful lives, to find God, to find God for their own, in their own personal realm to say their yes to God and to go to him for eternity. This life is not an end point. This life is a train station, a crossroads, a point of transience. You can't discuss reproductive health outside of that context. I don't know how to say this without scandalizing you completely. We regard contraception as little more than murder for cowards. It's murder at a distance. It's murder for those who'd like to murder but are afraid to get their hands dirty or get caught. I don't know how we can possibly stand before the world with any credibility if we do not give witness to our faith in this area. It's absolutely crucial and there's no getting away from it. The Holy Father has pointed out that abortion is not the only issue which should preoccupy a Catholic, but he himself has denounced abortion in terms more ferocious than any Pope before him has used. It is not that abortion is not an awful sin. It is, not, it is simply that it is not the only sin. When we talk about reproductive health, we do talk about it in the light of the social teaching of the church as well. And in the light of people being given the minimum of well-being which is necessary to live a good life. 
The whole thing comes into it. Everything comes into it. You talk about reproductive health, you end up talking about social conditions, living standards, all of this stuff. You end up talking about people having to live in, in, in crappy, um, grim, soulless apartment blocks without beauty, without nature around them, with no stimulation. Reproductive health, everything concentrates here. Because what are you going to do? Greet the next generation at those gates to say, come in and we guarantee you a life uh, of ugliness, a life of social control and social engineering so that you will be cured of any sense of your own greatness. And if possible, we'll enable you to go to hell by the fast track. No. We'll discuss reproductive health at this synod, that's for sure. We're going to discuss it in terms of the whole anthropology the church, the church proposes, which includes all of the minimum things necessary for the living of a good life. It all connects together. No to abortion. No to rat-infested tenements. No to, no to uh, rubbishy buildings in which people are forced to live. Dangerous buildings. No to meanness. No to, no to cruelty. And above all, no to death. Bring it on. We roll up our sleeves and we get stuck in. Big Jim Larkin shouted at the at the um, Federation of Irish Employers in, I think it was 1913 or 1912-1913, you'll crucify Christ no longer on the streets of, of Dublin. We come to this synod to discuss, among other things, the issues of reproductive health, and we say to the world, you'll crucify Christ no longer in the abortion hospitals. You'll crucify Christ no longer in a whole range of areas which diminish people and make them small and teach them to be biddable little mice in a wheel, little automata, little robots. And the whole issue of artificial intelligence will have to be discussed in this context as well. That whole issue that's coming down the line. Because I think there are people increasingly in charge in top areas in the world who seem to hate themselves and hate humanity. They seem to revel in the thought that machines could replace us. Machines will never replace us. We are the elected and anointed lords of all creation. No machine will replace us. Nothing that we have created will replace us. Nothing can replace you. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be looking forward to the Senate. I'm excited already. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.